We have the cabinet reshuffle, of course. And although, to me, it's simply shuffling the same pack of cards, the same deck that has the same jokers and the same wild cards in it, you would have to say that Labor's done a pretty good job of rebranding itself as new and shiny and exciting. We no longer have a minister for COVID, thank heavens. We do have a minister for Auckland, the first time since Judith Tizard was Minister for Auckland. Helen Clark made a Minister for Auckland. You wouldn't have to do much to better her performance. So, you know, Michael Wood doesn't have a terribly high threshold. Um, But we have a Minister for Auckland. After leaving Auckland to languish in lockdown for the better part of a year, the Prime Minister's decided that Auckland is in fact important, and important enough to have its own Minister. But if we have a Minister for Auckland, why then not a Minister for the South Island? You know, they have, and and certainly we saw that throughout the last two years of the pandemic and the aftermath of that, the South Island has different issues to the North. You know, to all intents and purposes, they were left to frolic and run free. They were the free range part of New Zealand during the pandemic. So there are different issues in the South Island, I would argue, than there are in the Upper North. So if we have a minister for Auckland, why not a minister for the South Island? The South Island is vitally important. Nanaia Mahuta loses local government, which must, you would think, be an indication of where three waters will end up. She has been the champion of the three waters reforms. It's her baby. So if she loses local government... Where does that leave three waters? Phil Twyford has lost all ministerial responsibilities and not before time. Andrew Little loses health. So yeah, it's a considerable cleaning out of the closet. And I would argue a successful rebrand for a government that really hasn't performed terribly well. Now the Prime Minister seems to be saying, look, it's new. It's exciting. There are all sorts of reforms. And interesting, though, you know, and the point was made, I think, by texters this morning after Asha Verrill, the new Minister of Health, spoke to Mike. So what are we going to do about the waiting list? Well, of course, I'm, I'm not quite sure, so we'll need to be briefed because I've just been made the minister. Yes, but you were associate minister, so what were you doing? Was there no consultation? Was there no working together with Andrew Little? You know what the recommendations are from the task force to reduce the waiting list. A hundred, she said. It's going to take a while to work through, isn't it? But she said she'd need to be briefed further before she could say where we were at. I don't don't understand why further briefing would be needed. She's been Associate Minister for some time now. They've been government for five years. Get cracking. More interesting is going to be, rather than the reshuffling of of the deck, is what policies are going to be put on the back burner and what the PM has decided to forge ahead with, that he's going to pin his, basically his premiership to. Already we've seen a U-turn, well it hasn't been officially announced, but it's been widely reported that the tax on petrol and diesel will not be reinstated, despite the fact that Grant Robertson said it would be. It's widely reported that when the Prime Minister arrives in Auckland, they will make a U-turn on that. 
that will be some relief for struggling households. He's made it very clear that the focus is going to be on the cost of living, on the fact that people are doing it tough. And this new look government will be focusing on that. So more interesting to me is going to be the policies. What's he going to shelve? What's he going to focus on? To reinvigorate the economy. The unemployment figures are due out, expected to be the same or even tighter labour market. So where does that leave business? If you can't get the people, you can't grow your business. You can't grow the economy. You can't just keep taxing people to get your money. You need to have successful small business to have a successful country. So that is what the Prime Minister is going to focus on, is going to need to focus on. Do they have it in them? Or are they so ideologically blinkered that they're just going to make it tougher and tougher for small business to do business, make it tougher and tougher for the economy to grow, other than collecting taxes and redistributing the taxes to those they say are the most in need. I'd argue that Chris Hipkins doesn't seem to be as ideologically motivated as Jacinda Ardern. He seems to be more interested in keeping his job than transformational change by creating a minister for Auckland, by saying that they're going to be focused on the cost of living, that is going to be where their attentions of all the ministers will be focused. So I would argue that he is less ideologically driven than Jacinda Ardern and wants to ensure he's in the job for another few years. Love to hear from you on this one. If you've been watching, if you've been wondering what Chris Hipkins is made of as a leader, as a Prime Minister, what do you make of the reshuffle? What do you make of the messaging coming out of Parliament thus far?